You actually give it to me. I'll go give it to Kat. She probably wants it too. I'll probably just throw it down the stairs to her here in just a minute. Her. She does have one down there. Okay. It, I, it's about out, I think. But. Yeah, I was shocked she opened the door. I'm always yeah. used to you opening the door, and she opened it and just like walked away. Or no, she just opened it and just like left it open and didn't like open it all the way. And I was like, what the, uh, I was like, what's Josh doing? And then he opened the door. And plus, I didn't see your car, so I didn't oh, know what was yeah. going on. Oh my goodness! But all I can think about is that goddamn song right now. <laughs> it's such a bump. <clears throat> so I guess we'll go ahead and we'll get started. Neither of you saw me click, did you? Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, but I just went ahead and started microphone yeah. etiquette. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so hi, everybody. Welcome to the 17th best true crime podcast in the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> I am Don. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I am too. God. Unfortunately, there's only 16 true crime podcasts in the UAE, but we're number 17. Listen. You got to start somewhere, baby. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we're 17 with a lead weight. Um, Whatever. We're rising stars. We are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we were in a Facebook group, we'd have the rising star badge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it said our Discord server, uh-huh. the, the <laughs> email that I used to get back on Discord when I lost the first one. Uh-huh something happened and it needed me to verify again, but it wouldn't let me. And finally I ended up back on my old discord account, Ah, but I still can't figure out how to set up um, admins. So are you on the, on the computer or on your phone? On my phone. I can't get right, it. Let computer. me get it. Let me get the phone. I'll mess with it for a little bit. But, but uh, at our stage and at our, at the stage that we are in our podcasting career, we're like that Twitter we're like that uh, Twitter guy that you know is him, and it's like he's like a YouTuber, but he doesn't have the blue check mark yet. That's yes. us. Yeah. Although for eight dollars, apparently we can buy a blue check mark now on TikTok. No, thank you. Fuck. Oh Not, no, TikTok. No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, Twitter. no Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Fuck yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. Did you hear? Apparently, somebody spent eight dollars, got the blue check mark, changed their name to Toby McGuire. Nice. Sent a picture of Spider-Man 4 announcement and then immediately like blew up the internet. Oh, that's official? You can actually do that now? I I thought this was still just a joke. No, it's Elon Musk, the greediest human being on the planet. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to do another episode. He's literally tweeting conspiracy theories and losing investors, and he doesn't know why. (laughs) He should have gotten a demonology degree. He should have. Which we'll get into that in the main episode. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do another, and maybe even on Patreon bonus content. Yes, we um, we're gonna do another legendary history uh, this week because uh, I liked that last week. That was fun. So this week we're gonna talk about the time that Nazis invaded America. I've played Wolfenstein. Uh-huh. So in June of 1942, J. Edgar Hoover claimed credit for the FBI's capture of eight Nazi saboteurs who were deposited by submarine along a New York and Florida shores. Not long after the midpoint or midnight on June 13th, 1942, a Coast Guardsman named John Cullen saw four men struggling with an inflatable raft in the heavy surf off the town of Amagansett on the eastern coast of Long Island. Cullen stopped to investigate. The men told him that they were fishermen, and when Cullen might have and Cullen might have believed them, except that the men were armed. 
um, when fishermen usually aren't, and that they offered him $260 to forget he'd ever seen them. Plus, when Cullen looked out to sea, he thought he saw a long, flat shape about 150 feet offshore, kind of like a submarine. Well, it can't be. <laughs> well, it is. I see it. It's right over there. Well, it, I can't be because it's over here. But it's over there as well, so it's got to be. So, getting um, Cullen was alone and unarmed. He suspected the men were foreign agents. This was World War II, after all. But there wasn't much he could do about it by himself, and he feared that more foreign agents might be on the way. So he pretended to accept the bribe and then ran back to base to get help. Now, Cullen's superiors were skeptical, not to mention afraid of what would happen if they sounded a false alarm. So they did nothing until just before dawn when they sent Cullen and several other armed men to investigate. The quote-unquote fishermen were gone, and so was the submarine. It was beached on a sandbar when Cullen first saw it, but it had since freed itself. But the men left behind several hastily and poorly concealed caches containing explosives, timers, blasting caps, incendiary devices, cigarettes, brandy, and German uniforms. And by the wow, way, that's a fucked up prank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Halloween this year. Um, God damn it. <laughs> so the Nazis had landed on U.S. soil and nobody knew where they were. The FBI didn't learn of the incident until noon and didn't arrive at the scene until a couple of hours later. By then, the saboteurs had already slipped into New York City and checked into a hotel. J. Edgar Hoover was immediately informed of the landing. All of Hoover's imaginative and restless uh, energy was stirred into prompt and effective action. The Sorry, I was dealing with Discord shit. Did you say Nazis are in America right now? Not right now. This is back in 1942. They're not in America right now. Oh, well, there are. But, no. Yeah. <laughs> these are the so they never left. They never left. But these are the, the, the first Nazis. The first Nazis in yes. America? The ones when, when, when we weren't as open to Nazis being in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there was a Nazi party back in the 40s, but still, we were supposed to not like having them in our country. We're still supposed to. Yeah. Feels like things haven't changed much. No. Um, I hate that looking at history just teaches us that fact over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like I was telling Josh before you got here, I saw a TikTok of, you know who Greg Locke is? No. Pastor Greg Locke. He's the... The pastor who is, you know, there's witches in our church. and No. Yeah. He was in a Books a Million filming a TikTok or one of those, you know, talking about all the witchcraft that has invaded our our uh, bookstores. And then at the very end of it, he goes, and guess what's on the other side of this aisle? Dungeons and Dragons. So we're Sick. back to that again. Sick. Yeah. So he bought himself a couple of 5e books. And I'm guessing. To head it home. Got a module or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Set of dice, you know. Have you seen the dice that float? No. Yeah, they're magnetic. I was to say. And they have a base, so it floats. That's cool. And you just spin it. Now there's also ones that are like a coin, mm-hmm. and inside the coin is a ball. Mm-hmm. And so when you spin it and it lands, the ball will spin around, and there's like little notches all the way around mm-hmm. if you wanted to get fancy. So you wanted to play, if you wanted to play roulette and also D&D at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> there's also one that is essentially a tiny little globe like it has a base and a little spinner on the top that's a ball like a ball bearing and it's like a wheel of fortune wheel right and it just it lands on a number one to 20 or one to 100 or one to whatever the fuck number you need 
It's, you know, before I did, I really wanted a dice tower. Yeah. But uh, now instead, I think I want the magnetic ones that float. <laughs> yeah, you probably want both once you start. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. I literally I know. It's, I'm going to be like on a quest for all the different like unique special dice sets that I can get. Like, I the, definitely... the same way I collect skins and emotes in video <laughs> games. Like I definitely thought I'm not a dice hoarder. I'm I'm a DM, but I don't have that many dice. I have two cigar boxes full of sorted dice and also like 13 bags of separate sets of <laughs> dice. Like it's so many. If we ever get the second in Charles, they have like two pound bags of just assorted dice. That'd be beautiful. But uh, so, yeah, so Attorney General Francis Biddle later recalled uh, his eye. They're talking about Jagger Hoover. His eyes were bright. His jaw set excitement flickering around the edges of his nostrils. He was determined to catch them all before any sabotage took place. Catch them, catch them, gotta catch them all. <laughs> makes it. He also makes it sound like he was like hot for them, right? His oh, he was. His he was. Nostrils, nostrils are flaring. Oh, yeah. His pupils are dilated. <laughs> Man's is down bad. After <laughs> the after, dilation of his pupils and the flaring of his nostrils showed <laughs> that he wanted the Nazis. <laughs> After alerting President Roosevelt to the crisis, <laughs> Hoover put the Bureau on full alert and launched the largest manhunt in FBI history. Mm-hmm. He also ordered a news blackout for three reasons. One, he didn't want the he set. Did, he didn't want people knowing he was absolutely fucking smitten with these goddamn Nazis. Wasn't Jagger Hoover the crossdresser? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, so. A um, thing he accused many people, including Martin Luther King Jr., of being. Yeah. Yep. So, again, history never changes. Weird <laughs> how that is. So he didn't want the saboteurs to learn that they had been discovered. Two, he did, he wanted to avoid a public panic. And three, he wanted to avoid public embarrassment in the event that the FBI could not catch the German agents. Now, nobody knows. And you know what? Fucking who gives a shit if any of them were at this point in history? But, like, damn, dude. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> now, Figure no- it out. Nobody knew it at the time, but Hoover had nothing to worry about. Colonel George John Dash, the leader of the Nazi saboteurs, had lived in the United States for 25 years before the war and secretly hated the Nazis. George George John Dash? Yeah. Serial killer. It's a good name. It's a really good name. It's (laughs) three names. Three names. Of course, he's a serial killer. George John John George. The only thing he wanted to sabotage was his own mission. And he had talked one of his compatriots, a naturalized U.S. citizen named Ernst Peter Berger, into joining him. Their plan was to surrender. I need to, to know FBI. if Peter Berger is one word or two, please. Two. Good, good, lovely. Good. Ernst Peter, Peter Berger. Berger. Yeah, Burgermeister Meister Berger. Uh huh. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no so, toys. No, no toys allowed. No toys allowed. So the two men telephoned the FBI's New York City field field office. And tried to tell, turn themselves in, but it didn't work. As Kurt Gentry relates in J. Edgar Hoover, The Man and the Secrets, in most of the large bureau field offices, there is what the agents themselves refer to as the nut desk. The special. It has a, a deeper alcove that you can slide under and take nah, care of. Nah, they just call it that because it's a normal desk, but it's the one you go to nut on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you take your sweetie and you go. And you both nut on it. Yeah. So the special agent who had the unwelcome task of manning it that day at at the bureau. Oh, so somebody's at the desk. Yes. Okay. Listened skeptically to Dash's tale and observed, yesterday Napoleon called and hung up. 
Although the whole bureau was on alert, nobody had informed him. He thought the call so ridiculous that he even bought he even he didn't even bother to log it in. With no luck on the telephone, Dash decided to take a train to Washington D.C. and turn himself in to J. Edgar Hoover at FBI headquarters. He brought with him a suitcase containing $84,000 in U.S. currency, the money his team was supposed to use to fund their sabotage efforts. That is a lot of money for 1942. Yeah. And also right now. (laughs) Berger stayed behind in New York. Now, the trip to FBI headquarters didn't work either. Nobody believed Dash's story, and he was passed from one bureau official to another like a hot potato. No one he talked to would let him speak with Hoover. Finally, Dash landed at the desk of D.M. Mickey Ladd, head of the Bureau's domestic Fuck, intelligence. There has not been one name <laughs> in this entire story that has not been absolutely incredible. Top tier names. Jagger All of Hoover. them. Top 10 anime betrayal names. Yeah, well, I mean, Hoover's different. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover has a vacuum for a name. <laughs> yeah. So, Ladd was the head of the Bureau's Domestic Intelligence Division and the man leading the hunt for the Nazi saboteurs. Ladd didn't believe Dash either. He figured the strange man with the German accent was some kind of kook who'd somehow learned of the landing at Amagansett. Imagine being called Ladd for your whole life in 1942. Yeah. Like, you you could be, even in like the 60s, 20 years later, people are calling you, hey, Ladd, and you're like, I'm 70. Fuck off. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, learned of the landing on the Amagansett and wanted to hone in on the excitement. He listened to Dash for about five minutes and then showed him the door. After all, Lad had Nazis to catch. Dash lost his patience. Hey, that's wild. Yeah. Hello, I'm a Nazi. Can you please catch these other Nazis that I know where they are? Ha! Good story. Tell it again to this guy. Right. Over and over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's their job to catch Nazis. Yes. (laughs) So Dash finally lost his patience. As he later wrote in his memoirs, I seized the suitcase that had been lying on the floor, tore its snaps, and dumped the contents on the desk. The three feet of polished wood were now too narrow to hold the $84,000 in cash. Packets of bills cascaded over the sides to create the illusion of a miniature waterfall. Is this stuff real? Lad asked. Once Lad confirmed, yes, I am a Nazi. Tra- don't 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 sound capture that or whatever. Or do or do I isolate really that audio? Shit. Isolate that audio. Isolate the shit out of it. But um, it's like I'm a Nazi, and also here's all the proof that I have. Yeah, fuck you, kid. And then also here's all this money. Is this real? <laughs> no, it's Monopoly. Mo- fuck you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So what you're Are saying? Are you a Nazi? You can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so once Lad confirmed that the money was real, the FBI sprang into action. It arrested Dash and interrogated him for eight days. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Wow, he came f- to help. Mm-hmm. He told them how he'd been trained, who his contacts were in the U.S., and what his targets were. They included the New York City water supply and the hydroelectric plant at Niagara Falls. He told the FBI where to find Berger and the two other men on his sabotage team. I'm sorry. What was the guy's name again? Berger? Berger. What? Berger Meister Meister Berger? Meister Berger. Peter Berger? Yeah. Yeah, Peter Berger. Ernst Peter Berger. Ernst Peter Berger. Yeah. Got it. Not Ernest. No, Ernst. No, Ernst. 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 
So the landings, Dash explained, so were the f- earnest but German. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. were the first of several scheduled to land every six weeks. The sabotage campaign had two goals: the disruption of vital war inter- industries and the launching of a wave of terror by leaving time bombs at railway stations, department stores, and other public places. Now, according to Dash's information, the FBI picked up Berger and arrested the remaining saboteurs. Berger, like Dash, cooperated immediately. He volunteered that a second team of saboteurs had landed along the coast of Florida, and FBI agents in Florida began their own roundup. Are these real things that are happening? Yes. Yeah. This is real True history. story. True story. I felt like I heard this before, but I, I didn't know if, if it was real or not. They captured their last man on June 27th, two weeks to the day after the landing in Amagansett. Neither sabotage team had been able to attack a single target. Hoover, how, how fucking Yeah, I do inept. remember that. I remember something, maybe history class or some shit about them catching some Nazis in, in the 40s. Yeah. So Hoover decided to keep the details of the arrests under wraps. The official explanation Jay given, Edgar? Yes. Uh, the official explanation given was that if Dash's and Berger's defection were kept secret, Hitler might think that the East Coast was so heavily Burger guarded. Burger Dasher Dasher Burger. Yes. <gasps> yes. Hitler might think that the East Coast was so heavily guarded that further landings would be futile, not to mention a waste of valuable agents. Now that we know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. This explanation makes of the FBI decision an ingenious disinformation ploy, Gentry writes in J. Edgar Hoover, The Man and the Secrets. It fails to account, however, for why Hoover also felt it necessary to deceive the President of the United States. Because the- he was a gross, grody little man. <laughs> yeah. In the two weeks between the Amagansett landing and the capture of the last saboteur, Hoover sent FDR three different personal and confidential memos keeping the president up. Franklin Delaner? Yes. Roosevelt? Yes. Amazing. Really putting two and two together there, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so none of the memos mentioned the fact that Dash had turned himself in or that he and Berger were cooperating fully, nor did they admit that the arrests of the Florida saboteurs was possible only because of the information Berger had volunteered to the FBI. Instead, in the memos, Hoover moved the date of Dash's arrest to two days after that of his compatriots to make it look like their capture had led to this and not vice versa. The director gave all of the credit to the FBI, which had merely blown the case. So, however, uh, Hoover announced the arrests, his version anyway, in a public press conference on June 27th. The story made headlines across the country. FBI captures eight German agents landed by subs. As the New York Times reported at the time, Hoover gave no details of how the FBI broke the case. That will have to wait, FBI officials insist, until after the war. For 30 years until our records become declassified and then it's common knowledge. Right. The press had little choice but to speculate on how the arrests had been made. And much of the speculation aired on the side of the FBI, according to the then Attorney General Francis Biddle. Yeah, who would believe that a person who landed here specifically to do terrorism would not do that and instead try to stop the terrorism right like right well it's and also i just can't get over all the ineptitude of everybody involved here Mm -hmm. because this man had to see like eight different government officials and be like hey uh i'm a nazi there are seven other nazis here and they used to arrest people for for being nazis who weren't nazis right for being communists who weren't communists right like come on Fucking get it together. (laughs) 
Right. And and then all of this, like, A, none of them managed to do anything that they were here to do, first of all, which is hilarious. That is They great. managed to carry out a single mission, even though the informant that had broken off from them was desperately trying to get them caught. Right. They still never managed to accomplish a single goal that they were here for. And it clearly took him some time. Right. Yes, like, exactly. Like, like they had some time. It took him so long to get someone to listen if, to him. Listen, I know that if I'm a terrorist, which I'm not, but if I was, and I had, like, let's say, three or four compatriots, and one of those motherfuckers disappeared the moment we got to the new country, do you know what I would do? I would rush my plans. Yeah. It's that or hunt that guy down. And if I can't find that guy, we're rushing plans. Period. Because I'm a... I'm, I'm, because I'm a terrorist. <laughs> wow. Isolate that audio. Yeah, two isolated audios in one show. Put that in the stingers in the new <laughs> intro. Also, Odd Man Out Productions is not responsible for the comments of Ruben Maynard. Terrorize that ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so according to General Francis Biddle, the then Attorney General, it was generally concluded that the particularly brilliant FBI agent probably attending the school in sabotage where the eight had been trained, had been able to get on the inside and make regular reports to America. Mr. Hoover, as the United Press put it, declined to comment on whether the FBI agents had infiltrated not only the Gestapo, but also the high command or whether he watched the saboteurs land. What did, so what did Dash? Neither, neither. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So what did Daschenberger get for, one, single-handedly destroying Hitler's entire North American sabotage program, and two, handing Hoover his biggest intelligence coup of the war? Uh, Jail time. Life in prison? For sure. So Dash was uh, hoping for a Congressional Medal of Honor. Uh, Like the other six saboteurs, they were hauled before a military tribunal, tried, found guilty, and sentenced to death. Yep. Yep. Acting on the recommendation of military commission, however, President Roosevelt commuted Dash's sentence to 30 years of hard labor and Burgers to life at hard labor. Everyone else was executed within a month. Wow. Dash and Berger languished in prison until 1948. And they didn't even do a crime other than come here at the behest of their commanding officers. Yeah. Right. Like, like... Hi, also, I came here. I don't want to be here. Uh, can I defect? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Except that no. <laughs> so Dash and Berger- So, like, basically what I'm saying is, why would any country help us after this? Yes. Why would he, any citizen from any other country expect any different than this? He had the best idea that anyone in the German military could have had, right? So he got his training. He went through the whole thing. He's he like, literally man, did a Quentin Tarantino. Right. He's like, man, this is so- Fucked. I have got to figure out a way out of this. And then he gets put on this mission to go to America. He's like, yes, this is my way out. I can turn coat. Burger and the other five are idiots. They're never going to catch me. Right. <laughs> I'm surrounded by stupid fucking idiot Nazis. I got drafted into this military that I don't want to be in. I got put on a or mission to another country. It, even if you joined it willingly and then realized like, oh, shit, like... Either way. And like, all he got for it was 30 years of hard labor. Fucking Jesus. Once he finally, like, I can only imagine him being like, God, these Nazis are fucking stupid. And then getting to America and being like, these Nazis are fucking stupid. Yep. 
Well, Dash and Berger languished in prison until 1948. It is profound how 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 bad the American government has fucked up. It's profound because we are young and oh, we are yeah. of the age where we should be fucking into America, the country we live in. But man, oh man, fuck this bitch. Like I <laughs> right. you know, uh, President Truman in 1948 parole or pardoned both men and ordered them deported to Germany. There, according to Gentry, they were treated as traitors who not only had betrayed the fatherland, but also were responsible for the death of six of their comrades. Wow. So they really got shit on for the rest of their lives for trying to do a good thing. Yep. Yep. On both sides. Wow. I mean, I understand the Germans being against them, but. Right. I feel like after the war. Right, like the new German military should have been like, hey, you actually. uh, You align pretty well with our ideologies. Like. But that's it. That's the story. Because now Germany's like one of the most progressive countries in the world. They will arrest you for doing the thing that every white teenager I know loves to do, which is do the Nazi salute, ironically. Yep. Like. Oh, yeah, dude, some guy jokingly taught his dog how to do it, and that man was arrested yeah. immediately. That was mm-hmm. in Scotland, though, I think. Oh, really? He was Scottish. Huh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, still, like that that's yeah. how much the rest of the world does not fuck with that shit anymore, yeah. but then every American teenager is like, hey, I'm edgy. Heil Hitler. Yeah, yeah there was, there's been videos of people who dressed up as Nazis for Halloween this year. Oh, I'm sure. And one guy dressed as Hitler. Yep. So... It's, I almost get the Hitler one because Hitler is like a joke in history at this point, partially. Yeah, you know what I mean? But. Like, like I, I get the train of thought that does that, but just to be it's the a same Nazi. Of, it's the same train of thought that made Jojo Rabbit happen. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit is Taika Waititi's Hitler film, and it's uh, all about how dumb. It's like Hitler is an imaginary friend to this kid. Yes, and he's I like have stupid. heard of that. Yeah, I fucking love Taika Yeah, I started to say it, and I could feel that my tongue was going to twist. It does it every time. I do it with normal words. It's really fucking annoying. Right, like, I get the, like, super dark irony of somebody being like, huh, I'm going to be Hitler for for Halloween, not for Christmas. I'm going <laughs> to be Hitler for Halloween. It's still bad and don't do that. And that is horrifically misguided. But I understand like the... <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, oh, are you, just, are are you picturing Hitler. Hitler with a Santa hat? Just handing Hitler out in gifts? his pajamas and mom's and <laughs> What is this present, mother? Is it Eastern Block of Germany? <laughs> sorry. Okay. Don't be Hitler for Halloween Don't or be, Christmas. Yeah, especially Christmas. Especially Christmas. Yeah. Thanksgiving <laughs> is on the table, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I guess <laughs> we'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> you can have Thanksgiving. It's being phased out anyway. Thanksgiving is already about genocide, so yeah, and it's actually more appropriate. Yeah, yeah, ironically. <laughs> and on that happy note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to call this one. Um, anyway, Nazis are bad. Don't be one. Yeah, yeah Nazis are bad. Don't be one. Joke. Isolate that audio, bitch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So we're going to wrap this one up, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Be good to yourselves. Get therapy. Yeah. Bye. Fuck cancer. Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.